We are back on the huge show across Michigan. Tuesday broadcast presented by the Soren Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Also some late night hoops happening only on the streaming via Peacock. It will be Michigan State and Michigan, 9 p.m. tip at the Breslin in East Lansing. And I think, Comp, what is it, the combined records, the worst in over 40 years between the two teams? Yeah, something like that. And you combine that with a streaming um, app to watch the game, and it, there's there's less buzz about this game than many games I can remember in the past. You know, it wasn't that long ago that Michigan State and Michigan were, I think they had their first top 10 meeting when they were both in the top 10 a few years ago, and that was outstanding. Um, this one, not as much. Of course, Michigan is having their troubles. Um, Michigan State needs right now to have a surge to become comfortable for the NCAA tournament, and that's no given because you've seen in the Big Ten, um, pretty much everybody can beat everybody, and Michigan State has these games, not only this one against Michigan, but in, in shortly they're going to be going to Michigan, at Minnesota, at Penn State, at home against Maryland. These are the swing games for Michigan State to make sure that they can win the share that you're supposed to win to make yourself a tournament team, starting tonight at home against Michigan. Got to take care of business. It's, it doesn't have the buzz nationally or even statewide, but it's still very important for Michigan State. Yeah, I think the Lions uh, run until they lost on Sunday night really kind of dwarfed the start of Big Ten play for both teams. So when we get down to business and you look at Izzo's squad versus Juwan Howard in Michigan, who's a bottom feeder right now in the Big Ten, where do the Spartans have the advantages over Michigan and vice versa. Trying to be tied together on defense. I'm not really sure all the problems that are going on with Michigan. We assume that Doug McDaniel will not play tonight. You know, he's not been playing road games. Everybody knows that, but that's not a contractual thing. Who knows? Maybe because it's in state, just an hour and 20 minute drive. Maybe he played tonight. I don't know if, if, if Juwan Howard was asked about that. Maybe, maybe that's, that's set in stone. I'm not sure, but Michigan has had their problems. I mean, earlier in the year, they looked good against St. John's. I'm really surprised what's happened there, but defense has to has to be the first thing, the first order of business. For Michigan State, defense has been inconsistent. There have been games when they've looked like an Izzo team, and it seems to me, Bill, that when Michigan State wins five straight, then they go to Northwestern and they sleepwalk through it against a very good Northwestern team. Then they win three straight, they go play Wisconsin a team that had already beaten them. Michigan State should have had every reason to be focused and urgent. And, but on defense, they were just kind of a court low, especially in the backcourt. Izzo talked about that yesterday. So Michigan State, it's finding that defensive ethic every single night, which is hard to do. That's one of the things Izzo's usually pretty good at, one of the things that's been his secret sauce over the years, getting that done with these guys, even with veterans like Tyson Walker and A.J. Hogard. It's a little bit of a challenge to get them in that mindset and get that effort from them every single night. And they need to because, you know, Walker's not the biggest guy, so the, the effort needs to be outstanding. Jaden Akins, if he misses a couple shots, he gets a little bit fogged out on defense. They need to get over that hump and become consistent on, uh, on defense, beginning with the backboard. That needs to be a plus for them in all these games if they're going to make a surge right now. Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, known as Comp, joining us. On the Roast Umber Coffee guest line talking about Michigan State, Michigan tonight, 9 p.m. tip. If you don't have the peacock, mm. if you don't have the peacock, you can't 
watch the game. It's streaming only tonight unless you got tickets to the presence. So go get the Peacock uh, right now if you want to watch that matchup. What's the magic number looking at Izzo and his team right now in the regular season, rest of the way, including Big Ten Conference Tournament? What's their win number to feel comfortable for hearing their name on Selection Sunday for the NCAA Tournament? I'm guessing seven more wins gets them to 19. I think that would do it a couple of games above 500 in the Big Ten. And, you know, that that's that's going to be a struggle. I, mean, I think they can do it. Um, they got a harness that consistency we talked about. You got winnable games, Michigan at home against Maryland at Minnesota. They, they were fortunate to beat Minnesota in the Breslin Center. They're going to have to play better to get that game in Minneapolis. At home against Illinois. I mean, Illinois has been uh, Jekyll and Hyde this year. It's hard to uh, figure out what you're going to get from them. They play at Breslin February 10th. They've got a lot of height in the backcourt, which gives Michigan State trouble. At Penn State, I mean, Penn State – did they beat Wisconsin at home? I mean, Penn State at home, they're not a good team, but that's the way the Big Ten is. Then they go to Michigan. Yeah, I know Michigan's had their trouble, but that's that's going to be a difficult game. Iowa at home. I mean, these are winnable games. Ohio State at home. You know, they get Northwestern at home again. At Indiana is going to be difficult, of course. I, I think that there are seven wins in there to get to 19, and anything above 19 helps your seeding. They can do it, but um, if they continue to play like they did, you know, just – barely eking out that victory at Maryland. And Maryland's coming on right now. They've got seniors. They've got talent at three levels. They're going to win some games down the stretch. Um, the way Michigan State played at home when they eked out a victory against Minnesota, they got two wins in those games, but they have to play better than that if they're going to get the, the correct number of wins in those games I just mentioned. Michigan dead last in the Big Ten going into that game tonight at the Breslin. Two and seven. If you're Izzo, his staff, and that team, you're looking at those two Michigan games left on the schedule. Tonight in East Lansing and at Chrysler, those are two of those seven you talk about very important for MSU to get in terms of locking up an NCAA tournament berth. And like you said, at Indiana, at Purdue, two of the last three for the Spartans. So, yeah, Big Ten hasn't been spectacular but it's been consistent. Would you agree with that? It, yeah. After Purdue and Wisconsin, it's kind of a mosh pit of mediocrity, the way it kind of was in football outside of the top three. So, you know, who's going to rise out of that and put together some wins to become a, a respectable fourth-place team? Illinois has the ability to do it now that they have Terrence Shannon back. We will see if they can get it done after that. Um, it's going to be difficult. And like you said, with Michigan State, two of their last three games at Purdue, at Indiana, and a home game against the Northwestern team that, that really has their stuff together. So Michigan State needs to get their wins before those last three games. And Michigan, they've had their problems, but if they were ever to get connected and get together and put their chips on the table and have a good 40 minutes of basketball, I would imagine it could be against Michigan State. And with Michigan... You know, Nakamwa, with his ability as a stretch forward against shots, and Terrence Williams, he's going to get his shots. So you get a night where both those guys are shooting well. Um, you only get 40 minutes to prove you're the better team, and Michigan can put a good 40 minutes on you. It's still within them, even though they've had their problems. Eight of the 14 Big Ten teams going into tonight's play are sub-500 in the 
conference, a mosh pit of mediocrity. One of the great quotes from Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com. Uh, this is a must-win uh, for Michigan State, and Michigan would need a miracle finish, like to win out almost in conference play to even think about the NCAA tournament. Their only shot may be winning the Big Ten uh, tourney if they can put something together here at the end. 9 p.m. only on the Peacock. Tonight, that's it. If you don't have the Peacock, you're not watching. Michigan, Michigan State, Comp and the crew will have coverage at SpartanMeg.com. Izzo seems to be handling this season in a realistic way. I think he understands the talent on his team and where his team is at. Would you agree or disagree? A little frustration. I mean, you know, they were kind of hoping that that, uh, Jackson Cola would come around and do more, but he went down with that injury in October, had foot surgery, came back a couple weeks ago, a little bit later than they expected. His weakness is lateral movement on defense. That was a weakness last year. That's why he didn't play much. He's got excellent back-to-the-basket skill. It gives them, can give them some scoring that they need down low, which can give you some inside-out ability to get some shooters going as well. But if he cannot play defense, if he cannot move laterally well enough to play defense, he's not going to get the playing time. The injury hurt him where he could not afford to be hurt, which is his wheels, lateral movement. It's getting a little bit better. But until that gets back up to standard, I don't know if he can play on defense enough to give you what he can give you on offense. So that's a tough one that Michigan State has to get ironed out. Quite frankly, Jeremy Fears, the backup point guard, has uncommon leadership abilities, got some defensive toughness. He, of course, suffered a a bullet wound when he was home in Juliet, Juliet, Illinois, during Christmas. and hit his thigh. He's not coming back this year. Very doubtful. He has to you know, learn to run and jump again, which he's not able to do. But you take him out of the mix also, and it's just a couple more cards that you don't have in your hand, not a team that could afford that. Still a team that is not what it was last March when they had Joey Hauser. They've not replaced that part. Malik Hall does some good things in his own way, but he cannot stretch the floor consistently and make a defense honor him the way Joey Hauser could. So that makes it harder for Hogard and Walker to get downhill. Jaden Akins, his three-point shooting comes and goes. His defense comes and goes. He's a big wild card for this team as to whether they can go ahead and get to the tournament for what would be, I don't know, the 26th straight time for Tom Izzo, which is like the longest streak by any coach at one school in the history of the sport. If they can go, and if they can be a second weekend team. Right now, I think they've got enough to get in and win one game, but as of right now, they're not good enough to win that second game. You know, like last year, they upset Marquette in the second game, second round. The year before, they had Duke on the ropes up by five, five minutes to go, didn't get it done. This team right now cannot beat a team the level of Marquette last year in the second round, Duke in the second round, unless they make a lot of improvement down the stretch. That's what Izzo's searching for. Before I let you go, uh, the second signing day for college football is coming up uh, next week. Uh, Will that be an important date? Normally not one for the big boys in D1 Power 5 football, but with the coaching change and Coach Smith in, uh, what can the Spartan Nation expect next Wednesday on that college football signing day, too? Yeah, you know, Michigan State is still busy. They're going to add two or three. You know, they they offered, or they got a commitment from a wide receiver from Texas, about six foot three and a half. You know, he's got good grades. He's solid and everything. He's just one of these guys that was 
you know, over overlooked Jalen Brown. I mean, Michigan State fans can go and find his, his video. He looks he looks pretty good. So Jalen Brown is going to sign in the late signing period beginning February seventh. Michigan State is still in on Jaden Walker, linebacker from Portage Northern in Michigan, west side of the state. Good landing linebacker. They had a commitment from him for a long time. And USC came in, got a visit from him. USC's all over him. I think USC might have have a little bit of an inside track. Jaden Walker visited this past weekend, so that's still a recruiting battle that's going on. Michigan State against Southern Cal, that's an important one. Michigan State, meanwhile, is looking at defensive tackles. There's a kid from Miami named Dimitri Nicholas, visited January. He's visiting this uh, last weekend, and you know Michigan State's battling Nebraska for him. So there are, and then there's Keona White, a defensive end who had been committed to the University of Washington when Kalen DeBoer left. He was able to get out of his his. Uh, letter of intent and you know Michigan State's going against UCLA and Texas for him. So these are some these are some legitimate good solid high star type recruits that Michigan State's still in on. They got a big receiver from Texas. They're going after some defensive linemen, the in state linebacker. Yeah, quietly there is a lot of recruiting still going on for the late signing period. We've got that covered at SpartanMag.com. Jim Comperoni, really good stuff. Have me locked in Way to bring it today, comp. Enjoy the game on the Peacock. Michigan State hosting Michigan tonight. 9 p.m. is a tip, and they do that for the student-athletes with the 9 p.m. tips on Tuesday. That's what I love about the Big Ten. They really care about the kids. They do, along yeah, with this is, the this NCAA. Is, you know, when, when the Big Ten got that that huge, to use a word, um, Television deal with the big networks, Fox and NBC and everybody. This was some of the small, the small print that the Michigan Michigan State game would be on Peacock at nine o'clock on a Tuesday because yeah. they're trying to sell Peacock subscriptions. Oh my it's God! And that, we didn't know it was coming. That Iron Eagle's son is so bad on play-by-play for football and basketball. My God, the nepotism dripping through the TV. He's brutal. I don't even know what his name is. I know Iron Eagle's dad's pretty good on CBS and. Calls the NBA, I think, the Nets or something, but he's so green. It's brutal. Robbie Hummel's good, the former Purdue guy, and so is Blackledge on the football. But this Ian Eagle's son, is his name Junior Eagle? I don't even know what his name is, but I'll be watching him on the Peacock tonight. Michigan State and Michigan, 9 p.m. The tip with all the commercials, halftime show. Game literally could be over on Wednesday. (laughs) <laughs> All right, it's college basketball season. Let's go. I love you, Comp. Thank you, my man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, there's Jim Comperoni, SpartanMeg.com, the MSU Insider, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line.